to the cardinalsports.com recruiting chat. I am your recruiting analyst, David Lackford, and I'm here to answer all the questions you guys posted on the premium recruiting board. Let's get right into it. Okay, Jack H1 um, asks, any kind of timeline on when Shadur Sanders might commit? Shadur Sanders, he is a quarterback prospect from Texas. He is also the son of Deion Sanders. The answer to your question, sir, is no. No timeline on when he may commit, but Louisville sources are confident that they lead for him. They also feel confident they lead for Chayden Peary, who was a quarterback from California. Um, it's first come, first serve. So whichever quarterback jumps on first will get the spot. And if the other quarterback that Louisville is targeting wants to jump on and be the second quarterback in the class, they'll take them. Obviously, that didn't work out well for them last year as two quarterbacks in one class rarely works out for any school, no matter who you are. So I think whoever jumps on first is going to be the quarterback that you end up getting as a Cardinal fan. All right, second question comes from Cardinal for Life 32. Have you heard much on Derek Edwards recently, the DB out of Miami, Palmetto? Uh, yes, I feel as if Louisville still leads for him. I think that he's a take. Um, he was supposed to commit, like I said before. He was supposed to commit before. He did not commit. Um, but he did take a virtual visit. It was very good. He remains very active for Louisville on Twitter. I think, you know, there are some people in his corner trying to tell him, hey, look, you know, don't make a decision right now because we're in the middle of a shutdown due to the coronavirus and you haven't been on campus yet. Louisville is still recruiting him. You still feel good for him. He is one of the top guys on their board, and obviously he plays down in Miami, which is good competition. He makes plays. So just be patient with the kid. You know, let him go through the process. Let him do what he needs to do to make sure that he's making the right decision because so many of you are quick to rail on these kids and say, you know, oh, they have no idea what a commitment is. They don't know what it means. If you're committed, why are you taking visits, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you want the kid to hurry up and commit. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword for these kids. Um, let, let them go through the process. Louisville is about building relationships with these players, uh, with their families, with the coaching staffs uh, at the high school level. And they're not pressuring anybody to commit. You know, I mean, would they like the kid to commit? Uh, for sure. But do they want a kid to commit just to hold a spot and then still go and take other visits and all that? No. Would, would you as a coach? I mean, it's, it's, it's common sense. But Derek's a baller, and he's definitely feeling Louisville right now. I think that he'll ultimately be a kid who ends up in the class. At least that's my feeling right now. I don't know what other schools really view him as a take. He's he's kind of in the Jair Alexander mode in that he's a little bit undersized, but he's hyper competitive. He he's a kid who you know is kind of not being heavily recruited by the major schools that I think a lot of people in his area and a lot of his teammates are being recruited by um, and, and committing to right now. So. Uh, I think, but fit is what's important. Relationships are important. And I think Louisville is a good fit for him. And I think that the relationships that he has with the staff will uh, eventually pay dividends in the near future. Uh, but if you're a fan, my advice to you is just to, you know, hold tight and be patient with this one. Kids got to work through the process, trust the process. And I think Derek Edwards uh, is a good, a good target for Louisville, and I think that they lead. Uh, the next question comes, again, from Cardinal for Life 32. Uh, with Kiner headed to LSU, where do Norval McKenzie and the staff look next? Well, I think that they are going to continue to recruit Kiner because he took a Zoom visit with the LSU staff and committed. He's never been there. He's been in Louisville 
four times. They have a good relationship with Kiner. They have a good relationship with Kiner's family. Um, when Kiner committed to LSU, he called the Louisville staff and told them what he was going to do. So I think that shows a lot of respect that he has. I'm sure the staff isn't happy that he committed to LSU right now, but you know, you, you gotta, you know, you're, you're an adult and he's a kid and he can help your program. So I think Louisville will continue to recruit him. Other options. I just posted the big board. I put, um, three running backs on there. Uh, I make this chat free, so I'm not going to give out my information that I worked hard to get to the general public who wasn't subscribing to the site. But if you've asked this question, you're a subscriber. I've posted the offensive skill possession big board, skill position big board on the premium recruiting board. So check that out. If you're not a subscriber, sign up now. It's $8.99 a month. It's not going to break you. It's the cost of a, a, a hoagie from Subway. What are we talking about here? It'll be cheap. Um, Card for Life also wants to know, anybody else you could see announcing this month, not including the expected Jire Williams and Raheem Craig? Well, right there, I'm giving away free content. But uh, no, I think those are the two kids um, that Louisville's in a good spot for. I think Jire Williams, the son of T-Will, basketball star, is going to end up committing to Louisville. And um, he's a versatile player who can play any position in the linebacking core. And if necessary, play strong safety. So he's got good position versatility. I think he picks Louisville. Raheem Craig, uh, he got his account hacked and um, tweeted out that, you know, he committed to Louisville, but such was not the case and he said it was hacked. And and I got I, – I, I tweeted that out and kind of got attacked by some people who said, do you really think that he got hacked? It, it was an anonymous account with some weird avatar of cartoons, some, some, some weirdo who doesn't subscribe to the site who I really don't care for. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. Have you ever been to college? Have you ever left your phone open and one of your friends grabs it and tweets something real quick? I mean, it happens all the time. It's not like a tinfoil hat theory. Uh, people say hack. They think somebody is a, a coder and they break into your phone. They just leave your phone open. You could be around your family and uh, they want you to commit to Louisville and you leave your, your phone on the table. You go use the bathroom and you, you didn't lock it. And they just get on there and they tweet something. It happens all the time. Um, I think Boston College is a school that Raheem Craig is, is considering. Um, so I, I'm not necessarily sure that Louisville is a lock for Raheem Craig, but uh, the staff feels confident. And um, I put my pick in for Louisville for him. So we'll see how that pans out. I'm pretty sure he's set to commit like May 15, 16, something like that. I don't remember the exact date, but it's this month. Um, he, he, he's a kid who plays a D-line position. He can play D-N. You can move him inside. You can move him down to the three-tech if he beefs up. Uh, the competition he plays against is not the best in the world, but – he dominates it. Like he looks explosive. He looks good. I, I talked to um, national analyst Adam Friedman and Adam said, you know, this kid has like a high ceiling, low floor kind of guy. Like he could be a dude that just absolutely dominates or he could be a dude that, you know, hits a transfer portal. And it's just, it's just so hard to gauge some of these kids because of the competition they play for. Plus, um, you know, the national rivals guys haven't had a chance to really take him in uh, at a camp against, you know, elite competition. So, you know, it's hard. Everything's been shut down. He would have showed up to a camp, but everything got canceled because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So Raheem Craig is one of the dudes who, you know, if you're a Louisville fan or a Boston College fan or whatever, you know, you're excited to get that guy because he has a lot of potential and he, he's got a lot of get off. You know, and he could be a guy. And the Louisville staff definitely is going to take his commitment if he wants to commit. Um, and rankings can't really reflect reality right now because the guys who do the rankings, they, they don't get a chance to get out and see these kids right now in the spring evaluation period. Couldn't his ranking go up as the season progresses? Sure. You can get out and see him in a game. You can – 
you, you know, you can eyeball measure him. The thing that the camps do is, you know, you put the dude under the measure. You know, you, you put him on a scale and you put the thing on his head and, and you see how tall he is. You get his wingspan. You get to weigh him. And then you go out there and you put him up against a, you know, four-star guard who's committed to Georgia or or Ohio State or wherever. And, you know, these are real guys. These aren't like the, the dudes who he's playing against in high school that aren't or that are going D2 or D3 or NAIA. So, you know, they haven't had a chance to evaluate them. So be patient with the rivals rankings. They're not just boosting guys based off of film against high school kids that aren't really going to go to a high-level school. They're not going to call a college coach that's recruiting him because, of course, the college coach that's recruiting him is going to tell you, yeah, bump him because it helps them out, right? So be patient. But Raheem Craig is expected to announce later on this month. and. Um, it's between Louisville and Boston College, from what I hear, um, and I can't be everywhere. And I, I'm, I wasn't really familiar with Raheem Craig until about a month ago, so we'll see what happens. But I think Louisville's in a good spot. I think he commits to Louisville. If he doesn't commit to Louisville, it'll be Boston College. Uh, I won't be shocked if it's Boston College, but I'm going to give an earful to my source that told me that it was going to be Louisville. Um, Next question comes from Jay Hectus, who says, who does Court Dennison turn his attention to next? Well, Jare Williams is definitely the next guy on the list that's supposed to commit soon. Um, he is T. Will's son, as I've, I've said before, and he's a really athletic player who can fit a bunch of different positions on the field. Um, as you can see here in his huddle, you know, he's long. He can play safety. He can drop back in the coverage. So, if, if you know, you want a guy in the box playing safety, he high-pointed that. You can have him there. He could also play the dog, which is the other outside linebacker position that is opposite of the card on the other side of the field. Um, or he could play the card, and you can move Ben Perry back out to safety. You, you just see a physical kid who's long and athletic, and, you know, you, you don't want to pigeonhole him to one specific position on the field when, you know, you don't really know what he can do until you get him on campus and, and you line him up and you, you tell him do a variety of different things and different aspects uh, of responsibilities. You, you see how quick he's able to pick up on the scheme. You're able to see how he fits, how how uh, how he's able to adapt to different assignments on different parts of the field. But again, he's one of those positionless type of players that fit the the Ben Perry mold. And like I said before, I think Ben Perry is sort of in the Isaiah Simmons type positionless player mold. Um, he's a, a long, skinny kid who has an athletic base. If you look at his body here on, on Twitter, you can kind of see that he's not really filled out at the top. But if you look around, you know, the waist area, he's got some bulk there. That means you can add a lot of weight to him or you can keep him lean. It's just however you want to feed him, however you want to um, build him in the weight room. And then you will just put him in the position that you want to put him in once you figure out the best fit. And fit is the most important thing. It doesn't matter how many stars a kid has. If a kid has four stars and he's a square peg in a round hole, he's just not going to do that well. But you see right there, he sets the edge as an outside linebacker. You saw him dropping in the coverage. You, you see how he reacts in the run game. You see how he comes off the edge to pressure the passer. He, he looks like he's, he's flexible. He's got some bend. He's not super stiff. So he might be a guy that could play, uh, you know, the card as well because he's about 6'2", 190 pounds. So he looks good. He looks like a guy to me. And he's going to be the next Louisville Cardinal commit as long as everything goes to plan. And he's a four-star. He'll be the highest-rated dude on rivals to commit to Louisville so far this cycle. Do I think that he's better than Ben Perry? Uh, I, I don't know. He plays out in Washington. Um, I like Ben Perry. He's from Chicago. He's from Mount Carmel. Give me an inner city kid over some kid out in the mountains any day because I, I feel like, you know, that that's where it's at. You know, I feel like they just got some dog in them. 
But I like Jaire, and I think he's going to be a, a, a really good get for the Cardinals. Right? So the next question, and that's who Court Dennison turns his attention to. Another kid that Court Dennison is really high on is James Jackson. He's an outside linebacker from um, Roanoke. He goes to North Cross High School. Again, he doesn't play the toughest competition in the world. But if you watch him on film, he looks explosive. He looks long, and he looks fast. Now, Jackson um, kind of has blown up recently. He got an offer from Stanford today, and Stanford is a school that doesn't offer many kids. As a matter of fact, they offer the least amount of kids every single year because their academic standards are so hard to, to qualify for. Now, Jackson can play receiver, as you see here. Um, he's just – probably the best player in his region. So, you you know, if you're a high school coach and you have a kid like James Jackson, you just – he never leaves the field for you. You know, he might punt the ball. He might be a long snapper. He might be the gunner on kickoff or, or punt coverage. He might be your punt returner. And this right here, you see how he comes off the edge. He looks twitchy to me. He looks like a guy. He also picked up West Virginia today. But Louisville's been on him, and I was told that he actually – him and his family actually drove up from Roanoke to the city of Louisville to, you know, take a look at the campus, get a feel for it, to ride around the city on their own dime during a, a you know, a pandemic shutdown. So Louisville's definitely in the mix He's a take for Louisville. Court Dennison absolutely loves this kid. Um, and if he wants to commit to Louisville tomorrow, Louisville is going to take him uh, without a question. Uh, he doesn't – I don't even think he have any, has any stars right now for Louisville, but he's one of those kids who going into his senior year got attention from a few schools. The coaching staff's like – Stanford, West Virginia, Louisville, whoever, they, they've, they've looked at his film and they said he's a guy. They got a hold of his transcripts. They got a hold of his ACT scores. Uh, I'm told that he's a 4.0 student, so he's very smart. He shouldn't have a problem in a classroom. He shouldn't have a problem picking up any of the schemes that, that um, the staff wants to run. So he's, he's also a guy that Court Dennison is going to turn his attention to. So to answer your question, two guys that Court Dennison is focused on right now, there's Jare Williams, the four-star out of Washington, who is the son of T. Will, the star basketball player. And many of you Louisville Cardinal fan basketball heads, your favorite player. And uh, this kid right here, Jackson from Roanoke, Virginia, who – traveled up to Louisville on his own dime to check out the city recently. Uh, he's done the virtual visits. He's done all that stuff. And, again, he's a kid who could, who could end up at middle linebacker. He could end up at the dog, which is the outside linebacker. Or he could even play card. He could even play safety. So he's another one of those kids like that uh, is a positionless type of dude who Louisville is trying to focus on right now to play defense for them which is a big shift from the Petrino era where they were just like, yo, I'm going to recruit you as a receiver. And if you don't work out, I'll move you to the second debut. Um, so he, he's a guy that Dennison is going to focus his attention to. And uh, he might not have any stars right now, but he will. And um, if Louisville is able to land him, uh, especially over an academic giant like Stanford, when the kid's a 4.0 student who qualified for Stanford, um, that is the fit you want for your staff right now because, you know, Satterfield's always talking about how he wants high-character guys, high-quality guys, smart guys, and this is a dude who qualified to go to Stanford. And in this class, I'm seeing a lot of competition between Duke and, and Louisville right now, and those are the kind of guys that Louisville is going for, right? So. I would say that Satterfield is saying he wants one thing and the kids he's recruiting fit what he's saying he wants. So a lot of times coaches will tell you a lot of BS, but when it comes to the kids that this staff is recruiting, I think that, you know, every now and then you'll get a kid outside the mold, you know, but for the most part, they all fit into this category of kids with high academic standing, um, smart kids who can actually play some ball. Um, 
So, Lake Boy 25 says, seems like Louisville is struggling to gain traction with cornerback targets. Would you say they are in a good spot for anyone other than Derek Edwards at the position? Uh, yes, I, I would say that. Um, I think that they are in a good position for the following players. Um, Ricardo Holman, who is a four-star cornerback out of Florida. They're, in, they're trying to flip uh, Kenai Walker, who's committed to Boston College right now. And I, I like that kid a lot. He looks like a, a very talented, um, versatile kid. He can play safety. He can play um, corner. He can do a lot of different things. I'm going to show you guys his huddle real quick, and I'll show you his um, rivals profile. There you go. He's listed at 6'1", 186. Uh, Louisville likes him at corner. They like him at um, safety. You also see a, a, an article here from Eagle Action asking how solid is Kenai Walker. Uh, Kenai Walker made his verbal pledge at Boston College earlier this month, and as expected, other programs continue to recruit him. They mentioned Arkansas, Missouri, and NC State. Uh, this was written 13 days ago. Um, today, I, I was told that Louisville is in pursuit of him. Um, so he's a guy to keep an eye out for in the future. I don't know how solid he is to Boston College. I would say not very, but keep an eye out for him uh one of the show is huddle but we gotta move on we got other stuff to do other guys that they're targeting are uh tarvaris dawson and omari cooper both of the, both of those kids are from florida uh tavares listed louisville in his top six as you can see here as i share the screen with y'all uh, recent article that was published by Sean Williams, who is now the publisher for the Minnesota site. So congratulations to him. 11 days ago, he had an, he had an interview with uh, Tarvaris, and he said he released his top six, and that includes the likes of Auburn, UCF, Miami, South Carolina, Louisville, and Minnesota. So um, Tarvaris is a guy that uh, really impressed Rivals analyst Rob Cassidy uh, down in the Miami camp. He's he, he's versatile. He could play receiver. He could play corner. The position that Louisville is recruiting him for is probably corner. But if uh, Gunnar Brewer has his way, he'll steal him and bring him over to the wide receiver room. But I think that he is primarily a cornerback target. Louisville wants three corners and three safeties in this class, okay? So they're going to recruit a lot of corners. So you're going to see that popping up. Um, they, they have a lot of options out there. They have a lot of kids that are targeting. A lot of the corners that Louisville is recruiting and a, a lot of the safety prospects they're recruiting are yet to have, like, crystal ball picks or whatever you want to call them, future cast put in. So they're wide open. And um, they have a good relationship. Coach Brown, Shadon, and Brian Brown, they, they uh, kind of like are the tandem guys here. You see right here, if you're watching this on the video, you see his speed. He's fast. He's long. So uh, he's a top target. Tavares Dawson's a top target. Omarion Cooper is another kid who was a top target for Louisville, um, as is uh, – Let me check my, my board here. Uh, uh, Jadarius Perkins and Kyrie Jackson, both of those go to the same JUCO college out in Mississippi. So they'll take JUCO guys to come in and compete right away for spots. So keep your eye out for a lot of cornerback recruiting in the future. Um, I don't think that they don't have any traction with these guys. I, I think they do have traction. I just think they're going after kids who are being recruited by – Florida State and Florida and Miami and big schools like that. So it's going to be tough, you know, and they're going after the – it's still early in the cycle. So they're going to go after the top dudes that big schools are going after, and it's going to take a minute to recruit them. And some of those kids are going to wait because they can. They have the leverage over other colleges. So they're like, look, I got other options. You can't pressure me into recruiting right now. And Louisville's about 
building relationships with these players. So it's going to take a minute to land some cornerback recruits because they're going after the top guys that have value in the market and they have options. So be patient, you know. Um, Lifelong Card asks, simple question, but who is the who are the best few kids on Louisville's list in your opinion? Another question, how does Jordan Williams going to Shadur Sanders School affect the recruitments with Louisville, if it does at all? Um, I feel like I've, I've addressed who the best kids are. Uh, Travion Ford is a DN slash outside linebacker, edge rush kind of guy who's committed to Missouri. Louisville's not backing off of him. He's a four-star. Corey Kiner just committed to LSU today. Louisville's not going to stop recruiting him. Ben Perry is a guy that's committed to Louisville, and he's a really good player. Spoke to a couple coaches and other schools who also think that he's a really good get for Louisville. And I know that Minnesota and Michigan State, they're not going to quit recruiting him, and other schools are going to jump in the mix for him as well. So he's another kid that uh, I think is one of the top kids. Um, I like all the kids that are committed to Louisville right now. Um, I think they all are a good fit for what they do. and. Um, so that's that. And you can also check. I got the defensive big board out. I've got the um, offensive skill position hot board out right now. And I have an offensive line big board coming out probably later on next week. I want to get my offensive skill position post to get some more run before I introduce the offensive line. Um, I will tell you that they're looking at taking on offense one quarterback, but I mean, I'll take two of guys want to jump on they're looking at one running back right now they would have taken two if Kiner would have jumped on so just because they get one running back doesn't mean they're going to stop recruiting Kiner but ultimately they're looking for one running back they're looking for two wide receivers two tight ends and five offensive linemen so essentially 11 guys on offense and then on defense they're looking to take one defensive tackle two or three defensive ends they're looking for three corners, three safeties, and probably three linebackers. So that's what you're looking at as far as that. Um, Jordan Williams going to Shadur Sanders School, that's going to pay off well if Shadur uh, can can help Jordan out with some nice throws, and it's going to help Shadur out if Jordan can run some good routes and get open. Jordan Williams is a guy who uh, was is still and was leaning heavily to Louisville. He was on commit watch, but – um, he hasn't visited the school yet, and the staff hasn't had the opportunity to, like, look at him and evaluate him and determine, like, if his size is what they say it is. So, you know, you're going to have to wait a little bit. They don't want him to just commit sight unseen without getting him on campus and verifying some things. So Jordan Williams is, uh, I'd say, Louisville leads for him, but uh, they want to – establish more of a relationship with him and you know had he been able to come to campus and camp this month because he would have camped already he, he might already been in the class you know he might have been a take but they haven't been able to do that so they're going to wait uh, that's from lifelong card now EKY Chow I assume that's Eastern Kentucky Chow he's my man he's always asking me questions he says court seems to be the guy on a lot of our best product prospects what makes his relationship with the kids stand out from the rest of the coaches in the country? Well, I don't cover the whole country, but I can tell you Court is kind of like the drill instructor of this, this staff. He is a guy who isn't going to hold any punches. He's going to be the real dude. Um, you got to understand Court was a white linebacker who played for uh, University of Washington. So Court has a linebacker mentality. He's uh, – doesn't suffer fools. He's straight to the point. He's just, he's a white boy linebacker who eats with his hands, you know, and that's, that's what the staff uses him as. He's kind of like the bad cop, if you will, but you know, real, real, real respects real. And that's why kids like him. And that's why he's the dog because he comes out and when he talks to you, you shut up and you listen. And uh, that, that's what makes him good. Um, at the same time, you know, he might have to soften some of his, his uh, blunt edges, but he's definitely an up-and-coming coach in the country, and it won't be long before 
you know, he's a defensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, if it's not Louisville, it'll be somewhere else. But, you know, he, he was here, he left, he went to Oregon, and he came back. He really likes Satterfield and what they got going on here. So Court loves Louisville, and um, he's he's just a guy that, you know, you, you know, if you're a Louisville fan, you keep – you hope – you keep him in the fold because, you know, the, the Louisville coaching staff, you know, Mark Ivey is, is a fiery dude. He's crazy. So he's probably in the same mold as Court Dennison. But the rest of the staff, you know, they're, they're, they're nice guys and they're, they're all about building relationships. But I think Court kind of, if you juxtapose him with the other dudes, remember he was, he was back from the Petrino era. Right. In the Petrino era, they were a little bit more gritty than, than this new coach's staff as far as going out to the hood and getting kids from down in South Florida going. And, and you know, Court got to go recruit kids in Chicago. You know, he, he's the one that got Ben Perry out of Mount Carmel out, out in the inner city. Right. So, you don't you know, you send a guy like Court out there because you know, he's 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 certified. He's official. Um, so that's why. He's able to relate with some of these dudes, um, and that's what that's what separates him from, I guess, some other coaches. You know, he's just gritty. He's going to get in your face, and, and you know, he's going to set the tone as far as what's expected when you come here. You know, he's a drill instructor. If you're in Paris Island, you come off the bus, and you got to put your feet on those footsteps. You know, I would expect Court Dennison to have the have the heavy hat on, screaming in your face, pointing a finger at you. But uh, the rest of the coaching staff kind of is able to be the buffer between him and say, you know, Court, Court loves you, man. That's why he gets on you. He wants the best out of you. and He's a good fit. You know, you got to have different types. You can't just have everybody be homogenous in the recruiting staff and, and, and the coaching staff and all say the same kind of things. You got to have different aspects, different angles. and you know, of course, not going to come to your house and BS you. He's going to tell you the real, and you know, parents like that, and coaches, coaches respect that too. So that's why court's effective, and that's why court's the guy. But you know, he's still young. He's still got to work things out. But he's he's the ace. He's one of the aces. You know, Ledford's an ace right now. Uh, I think I think uh, Brian Brown is a really good recruiter. You know, Stu Holt. It's a guy you got to watch out for. It's two holds a dude who doesn't get enough credit on the recruiting staff. Pete Nocta is, is also another guy who um, isn't really like a on-the-field coach, but he's a dude who goes out there and does a lot of the work behind the scenes that gets kids to sign with Louisville. So, you know, that's what it is. All right, so Casey Joe, 2011. He says, with Crowdis right and probably love it picking UK, uh, what can be done to try and get local kids to come to the Ville and not to UK? Well, I mean, that's a tough question to answer, to be honest. Uh, Vince Morrow's doing a good job. Uh, to be honest, Kentucky, the most of the state of Kentucky, uh, they're Kentucky fans, you know. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just Louisville isn't really high on some of these local kids. You know, Louisville got a few local kids last year. They got Minkins. They got Austin Collins. They got Jordan Watkins. And I think those dudes are good fits for Louisville. Um, meanwhile, you know, you could say is Crowdis a good fit for Kentucky as a fast slot receiver? Uh, I don't know. I feel like Crowdis is kind of like a 2-2 Atwell kind of guy who would have definitely thrived. I think uh, Lavelle Wright from North Harden is a great fit for Kentucky. Um, I think that he's a, a downhill power back who will run through your face, and he may not be the fastest breakaway guy, and that's what Louisville wants. You know, Louisville wants that home run threat, like a Javion Hawkins or Son Hall type guy. But uh, Lavelle's a dude who you get a ball to 20 times in the SEC, and he picks up, you know, 85 yards for you and scores a touchdown. And he's, you know, running in the linebackers in the fourth quarter, finishing the game. So I think Lavelle Wright's a good fit there. Uh, Jordan Lovett going to UK, um, that's that's a 50-50 thing. Uh, we don't know that he's going to pick UK. I, I put in my future cast for him to go to UK. Uh, I think that the secondary coaches out there um, do a good job. 
I have a lot of respect for the coaches at Kentucky. I know I'm not a fan like you guys are. So you're like, Dave, you're talking blasphemy. But uh, I think uh, Stephen Klingscale is a very good coach. He gets guys to the NFL. Um, but at the same time, I think that Louisville has a, a strong need for safety. And I think Lovett could have seen the field a little bit quicker at Louisville than he could at UK. But that's up to the kid. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that he's going wrong at UK. And I don't think he'd go wrong at Louisville. It's just it's up to him. But ultimately what it comes down to is fit. And I think that um, Louisville needs to sell the fit. And if the kid fits their system, then I think Louisville's going to pursue him. And if the kid doesn't fit their system, I think they're going to say, hey, you know, go to UK or go wherever, go to West Virginia, go to Purdue, go to Tennessee. And, you know, you, you'll be surprised to hear this, but if there's an in-state kid that UK really uh, thinks would be better off at Louisville and doesn't really fit what they do, they'll tell them to go to Louisville too. Like they'll say, you know, Louisville's probably a better fit than, for you than us. And, you know, now the coaching staff might say that kind of in a, a, you know, like a disrespectful way or like a mocking way, but uh, to a fan that might come off that way. But really the staff is just like, eh, you don't really do what we do here, but Louisville will be better for you. And I'm sure Louisville feels the same way about some of these kids that could go to Kentucky. So while these coaches might hate each other and they might beef with each other a lot, um, behind the scenes and negatively crude each other. Uh, they, they're, they're all like adults, man. And they, they have to cultivate the youth to find the right path in life. And I, I really do. I'm telling y'all this, like in a candid manner that there are times when a kid shouldn't go to Kentucky or shouldn't go to Louisville and those stats would say, you know, you should consider this other school. So, um, I don't know what can be done to try and get local kids to come to the Ville and not UK. I think it's just a matter of fit. And and sometimes, you know, the staff will just say, and Louisville will be like, you know, I'm not going to waste my time recruiting this kid. He's from Lexington and he's going to go to Kentucky. Or uh, a UK, UK staff would be like, you know, this kid really doesn't fit what we do. Maybe you should go to Louisville. And that's real. I'm telling you right now, you might not be believing me, but, I'm telling you right now, that happens. I've seen it happen. It happened last year, and that's what it is. So I don't really think Louisville needs to do much to try and get local kids. I think that what Louisville does is they they pick their targets and they say, all right, I'm trying to get this kid and get that kid. And if the kid wants to go elsewhere, they move on to the next. And to be honest with you, most of the top talent in Kentucky goes out of state anyway. You know, Damian Harris, Alabama, Jedrick Wills, Alabama, Wondell Robinson, Nebraska, Rondell Moore, Purdue, you know, uh, these, Tanner Morgan is at Minnesota. He's probably going to get drafted as a quarterback. You know, it, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, every now and then, you know, Louisville will land uh, uh, Devontae Parker or Kentucky will get a landing young. But for the most part, the top kids, they go out of state. You know, Walker Parks is going to Clemson. Uh, <laughs> it happens every year, I'm telling you. So anyway, that's enough on the in-state things. Does Perry committing impact Jairay Williams at all? No, they're playing two different positions, and both of them have position flexibility. This is from Cardinal Cash, who's asking, does Perry committing impact Jairay Williams at all? Cardinal Cash, my answer to you is no. They both have position um, flexibility. They could all move around at different positions, either in the secondary or at linebacker. Do you see us landing Huggins-Bruce? I don't know. I put my pick in for Virginia Tech, but I really don't know. I know that Louisville has their eggs all in that basket, and that's who they're going after. So, you know, hopefully. But when I talked to Huggins-Bruce, the thing he did tell me was that of all the coaches recruiting him, he thinks he has the best relationship with Hunter Brewer, Gunner Brewer. But at the same time, uh, Huggins Bruce also says he could see himself going to Coastal Carolina to be with his sister. So who knows what that kid's talking about. That's one of those ones where I wish I could give you an answer on do you see us landing Huggins Bruce, but I can't say for certain. Uh, but I think it's a possibility. So how's that? 
Um, he also asked, any thoughts on why the offense in this class is turning into a large bust? It seems we have missed on our top guys at most of the skill position spots, and I was wondering if that is more of a scheme issue or a playing time issue with our offense having more depth than the defense. Um, I don't think that the offensive class is turning into a large bust. Um, sure, they've missed on a lot of quarterback prospects who have gone to Mississippi State. Uh, one went to South Carolina. One went to Florida State. The other one went to Utah. But they're, you know, Louisville commit recruits quarterbacks from all over the country. So it's just hard to nab one. They're still in the mix for Chayden Peary, who they really like, who I really like. And they're also in the mix for Shadon Sanders. So they could get their guy at the end of the day. Um, as far as running backs go, Corey Connor committed to to LSU out of nowhere after Louisville had led. So yeah, as a fan, you're like, yo, that's, 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 that's a hurt piece, but I don't think that Louisville is going to quit recruiting him. And they're also after some good running backs who I also posted on the board. So you guys need to check that out on the offensive skill position, big board. Um, I don't think they've missed on a lot of the skill position spots. Um, I think that they're still in a mix for a lot of their guys. That's yet to be seen. Do I think they're in a good spot for a lot of the guys that they're targeting? Um, it's iffy, but they're also recruiting guys. They're also recruiting against big time schools. You know, they're they're going after dudes who say Miami and Georgia are their top two schools, and and Louisville's still hanging in there. And they're going up against kids from Florida who have offers from Miami and Florida State and Florida. They're going after uh, you know a lot of high profile kids. You know, they're going after a tight end named Jordan Dingle from Bowling Green who's being recruited by Kentucky when uh, Vince Morrow is the in-state recruiter and his position coach, who also has an offer from Ohio State. And his brother's committed to – his brother, Justice, plays for Ohio State. I'm sorry, for Georgia Tech. So Georgia Tech's in the mix for that. So, I mean, they're just – they're battling other schools. They're not just out here picking a low-hanging fruit, man. They're going after top dudes. So there's going to be competition. And, you're you know, it is what it is. And it's going to take some time. But at the end of the day – um, I feel your concern, and you don't want to lose out to Utah. You don't want to lose out to Mississippi State after you smashed them in a bowl game after the middle linebacker punched the quarterback in the face and the coach got fired, and you, you, lose, you lose the quarterback commit, uh, Sawyer Robertson, to Mississippi State. You don't want to see that. You know, so I, I get it. I get it. But I don't think that it's turning into a large bust. I think that there's plenty of time left to, to get kids on the board. As far as a scheme issue or playing time issue, um, I, I just think kids want attention and they go to SEC schools and they, they go to these places that have a higher profile. But uh, if Louisville is able to keep winning, I think that Louisville's profile will increase. Um, this coaching staff is still sort of an unknown to a lot of people because they're from App State and they've had one year of Power Five ball under their belt. So you got to give them some time. Um, so that's what I say about that. Cards rule the world. He asks, uh, what are our chances at landing Jaden Alexis? Jaden Alexis is a uh, receiver from Florida. Uh, he was interviewed recently by the Miami site. He said Miami's his leader, but Georgia's, you know, close. He also mentioned a couple of other schools. Um, Louisville, Louisville has good communication with him. He's responsive to them. But I, I think Jaden Alexis is a long shot at this, at this juncture. So take that for what it's worth. Um, maybe I'm wrong and he commits to Louisville, and you guys can laugh at me later. Um, another question is coming from um, UL Cards fifteen. Who are the big time two? Who are the big time two thousand and twenty two guys in the Louisville area? Are we in a good spot with any of those guys? Um, I think that that's a good question to ask. I like when we go into the the next year. Selah uh, Brown is a four star defensive tackle recruit for Louisville. He's out of mail. He's uh, 6'2", 260. 
Louisville likes him inside. He could be a zero all the way out to a three tech. Um, Selah's been on campus numerous times. I mean, he's almost at every freaking home game. Whenever I go out there with my camera, I see him. And he's definitely a guy that I think Louisville can land from from mail. Um, I would actually say they lead for him right now. So watch out for Selah Brown. He'd be a huge get. Uh, another dude is uh, Keontae Goodwin. He is from – well, okay, so he started out at Holy Cross. He went to transfer to Ballard. And word on the street is um, his offensive line coach at Ballard's no longer there. And so what I hear is he's going to transfer again back out to Indiana. But uh, Keontae is good six foot eight. He's probably up to like 370 now, but he moves freakish. Uh, he's a Makai Becton type dude. Um, I I push for him to be a four star. Uh, Josh Hemholt wasn't having it. He said his film didn't look that good. I said, look, it don't matter. He's going to be a guy. Uh, Louisville's in a good spot with him. He has a good. He Chris Vaughn out of Aspirations Gym trains him, and Chris told me that he really likes Louisville. Uh, he likes what Dwayne Ledford is doing. Uh, Kentucky's also going to be in the mix as they put a lot of offensive linemen in good positions to go pro. Uh, and Keontae's going to get offers from Alabama and all these big schools before it's all said and done. But I can definitely see uh, Keontae um, staying home and going to Louisville at the end of the day. Um, that's that's pretty much the big guys in Louisville right now. I'm sure other dudes will emerge. Jawan Northington is a running back out of Manuel. Uh, we call Juan Juan. Um, he came up. He came up through the the, the the pop Warner or whatever you call it, what it is around here. The, the, the Pee Wee League. He was a stud. Uh, he's just a guy. He played for the Yellow Jackets and. Um, He's got a couple of offers. I'm sure Purdue offered him. I think Indiana, Kentucky. Uh, Louisville hasn't offered him yet, but he's a guy to keep your eye out on. But those are those are the main dudes that are in Louisville right now and uh, to keep an eye on for the 2022 class. UL Cards 15 also asked, do you think Louisville is the favorite or near the top for Michael Gonzalez? Any idea how many O-line they will be taking? Again, they're taking five. Uh, I do think Michael Gonzalez is, is at the top. He just dropped his top whatever, uh, and I predicted them all. It was uh, Louisville, Duke, NC State, Wake Forest, and Virginia Tech. Those were his top five. I think out of those schools, I think that uh, I think Duke, Virginia Tech, and Louisville are the top three. Uh, NC State and Wake Forest are in there for sure. Uh, he has a really good relationship with uh, Ledford. He told me that, you know, the Louisville staff is one of the most genuine he spoke with. Uh, he really likes them. His mom likes them. Um, but his parent, he also likes Cutcliffe and Duke. And the question is, how long is Cutcliffe going to be there? So, again, you see Louisville battling Duke for a guy um, because that's the type of kid that Louisville's after. You know, they're after the kid that can get into Duke. And they're also – the whole staff pretty much is from North Carolina with North Carolina ties. So, they're going to be down there battling the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Georgia Techs and these type of ACC-centric type of players for good kids. And um, – I spoke with Michael for about 45 minutes. Uh, very sharp kid, very nice kid. He's what you would expect from an offensive lineman. He's not a type of dude that's out for a bunch of attention. Uh, he's a protector. You know, which one of your offensive linemen is, you know, the only the only kind of first mentality you want an offensive lineman to have is, you know, am I, am I eating first and am I getting drafted first at my position uh, to take care of my people? And Michael is a great kid, and uh, I have nothing but good things to say about him. And I think that I think that it's a, a Duke, a Duke, uh, Louisville, Virginia Tech battle. And the thing he likes about Virginia Tech is the crowd out there. You know, he knows it's a crazy crowd. He visited for a game, and and they were off the hook. And, and so I think those are the three top schools. But I do think that he doesn't know where he's going right now. But 
Louisville is definitely uh, near the top. I don't think he has a top school right now if I'm talking to him. Um, Birds the Word ask, what position are we recruiting Tavares Dawson for? Corner. But if Brewer has his way, he'll be a receiver. Uh, he has. He seems to have some big offers. What are U of us chances with him? I say one out of six because, like I told you, you know, he's in the top six. Uh, Ty Cards, 98er. He says, what do you attribute the level of recruit we're able to land this year so far in comparison to last year? We landed four 5.7 rated kids or higher last year. And this year, out of six commits, three of them are already 5.7. And it seems the argument can be made Perry should be rated rated higher than a 5.6. I agree. I think Perry's a kid who will get drafted if he's able to, uh, you know, stay the course and continue on his current trajectory. So I I think Perry should be a four-star, honestly. I mean, they were recruiting dudes nobody heard of last year. Most of the kids they were getting commitments from were uh, under-recruited dudes who didn't have offers from any Power 5 schools who came to camp and the staff jumped on them. Um, and that's a trend you see when a, when a staff comes from, you know, the, the group of five to the Power 5. They're, they're, they're unknown. They're, they're not – they're not a commodity like that. So they take kids they think will fit their system, and they go out, and hopefully you can win with those kids, and you build on each class. Each class builds on another. You lay a foundation. So the kids they got last year, those are, those will be the foundation for uh, the Satterfield era. You know, right now they're working with a bunch of uh, Bobby Petrino kids. You know, Tutu is a Petrino kid. Uh, he's a Mark Field kid, actually. Uh, Javion Hawkins, that's another Mark Field kid. Um, you got Mackay Cunningham. You got you got Cunningham, who who was also was under the Petrino regime. You got Dez Fitzpatrick. It was you know kid that uh, Galloway and them landed. Um, Rajay Burns. Uh, you know a lot of these kids are Court Dennison kids on the defensive side of the ball too. So you know, um, yeah, you're gonna get better kids if, if you get better results. Yeah, we'll see. But at the same time, man, what's the difference? What are we talking about here? 5.5, 5, 5.6, 5.7. I mean, it's just it's just guesswork at that point. He's still a three-star, right? I mean, even the four-star kids are sometimes guesswork. Four-star kids don't pan out. The most important thing is fit. Watch the film. Watch Louisville's games. See if the kid that they're recruiting fits what Louisville does on the field and go from there, man. That, that, that's, that's what that is, Todd. Uh, Lake Boy 25, are there any kids committed elsewhere that the staff really likes and will continue to push hard for outside of four? Yeah, Corey Connor, are going to keep pushing for him. Like I said, uh, Kenai Walker, he's a DB who's versatile, play corner, play safety. Uh, he's committed to Boston College. They're, they're pushing for him. Um, you know, that that's what I got right now. And if anything new emerges, I'll let you know, Lake. Uh, Sabres, S-A-B-3-R-S, he asked, what are some prospects that feel really high on Louisville? What position is the staff pushing hard for? Well, um, if you read the hot boards, I don't want to give this out for free. Check out the hot boards I posted. They're pinned to the top of the premium recruiting board. Um, if you don't have access to the premium recruiting board, sign up, click the link. It's $8.99 a month. It's not going to kill your budget, and you can find that out. But thanks for asking that, Saber, because you set me up to tell people to subscribe to the site. Uh, what position is the staff still pushing hard for? They're, 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 they're going after a quarterback still. They're looking for another running back. They're looking for two wide receivers. They're looking for another tight end. They're looking for at least three more offensive linemen. They're looking for uh, two more defensive ends, one defensive tackle. They're looking for two linebackers. They're looking for three safeties and three corners. So I would say corner and safety are the biggest need right now, as well as two linebackers. So they're looking for linebackers, D-end, corner and safety right now. That's what they're pushing hard for. But every every coach that – Recruits position is pushing hard for their dudes. And that's how that works. Uh, Ty Cards 98er, 9er. It's TY Cards 9ER. Dude, 
tell me how to pronounce your name on on the board, and I'll I'll say it right next time because you're you're a good subscriber and you ask a lot of questions. Shaden Peary got a prediction of Boise State. Any word on that? And if he commits there, is it all on Sanders? Um, they're still going after Aaron McLaughlin too. Um, so don't don't count him out. Uh, he got a prediction on the twenty four seven site from uh, Clint Brewster, who's actually the son of Tim Brewster, who used to be an ace recruiter down at Florida State. He went to Texas A&M. He went somewhere else. Now he's down at Florida. Tim Brewster is a big time, uh, one of the best recruiters in the country. But Clint, Clint is his son. He works for 27 Sports. He's a recruiting insider. His 2020 accuracy rating is 77.78. He's 14 for 18. My, uh, I picked Cheating Perry to commit to Louisville. My, mine is like 84.5% right now. Uh, all time, he's 68.63%. I'm actually 100% in 2021. Um, and my all-time percentage is 84.2%. His is 68.63%. You subscribe to our site for a reason, and it's because I'm better than Clint Brewster. So I don't care what Clint said. Maybe he does commit to Boise State. I have heard that he's preferring his younger schools. The thing is, um, Boise State had a true freshman come out there named Hank Bachmeyer, and he completed 62% of his passes last year uh, when he when he got – Forced in the spot duty, he completed 137 to 219 passes for 1,879 yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. So if Perry wants to go sit behind him for the next two years, that's on him. You know, uh, if, if he does commit to Boise State over Louisville, what's that tell you? Whatever. But Louisville really likes Perry. He plays in a, a – very competitive league out in California. So maybe he beats Bachmeyer out and takes a spot at Boise State. I don't know. But um, Louisville's on him. And I, I right now I put my pick in for, for Louisville for Chayden Perry. But that was just a gut feeling, not based on any inside info. So I, I don't mean to, to uh, diss Clint. Clint might know better than me. But if not, yeah, they're all in on Sanders. They're all in on Sanders right now. They're all in on Peary right now. Whatever one jumps on first, get in the spot. That's what it is. Has anything new happened with the recruitment of Jordan Williams? Asked Jay Grimes, 1320, who signed up on April 30th, 2020. Welcome aboard, Jay Grimes. Um, uh, nothing much has happened with Jordan because of the COVID-19 scare and everything being shut down. They, the staff likes him. Um, he could eventually end up in the class, but they just want to get to see him in person and, and, and verify his height and weight and maybe have him run a 40. Uh, Card for Life 32 asks, any info on the Ashton Jaloti kid from Boca Raton, Florida? Um, no, I haven't been able to reach out to him because I, I, the, the, I already did the defensive hot board and I um, moved on to the offensive, and then I just found out about the kid from the other site, shout out to, to, to those guys over there who uh, dug that info up. Sometimes they dig up info, sometimes we dig up info, and, you know, it just it makes everybody better. It makes the whole city better. It makes, all, it makes the fan base better when both sites are competitive and bring you info. So shout out to Mike McCannon over there. Uh, I, I haven't spoke to the kid, but um, I did talk to some people on the Louisville side who said he's a take, he's a guy, they really like him. But um, more on that later, Card for Life. I I'll get back to you, I promise. Uh, Tron the Legacy, what is your feeling on the receivers? How vital is it that we land immediate impact, guys? Is 2-2 around next season or does he enter the draft? Well, um, I think the receivers, you, you always want to get good receivers, man, but they got a ton of receivers, right? And uh, it's vital that you land immediate impact guys at receivers. It's, you always want to land immediate impact guys, right? But they, they got Christian Fitzpatrick last year. They got Jordan Watkins. They, they, they got uh, the kid from Georgia Military Academy who's slipping my grasp right now. Unfortunately, Dexter Rents uh, tragically was, was gunned down uh, in a, in a drive-by shooting who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and that was a kid who was 
in the two-two mode, who could have been that slot guy, man. It's just it's a terrible thing to have happen to a good kid. Dex was actually uh, one of the kids in the class who I talked to frequently every week, check up on him to see how his stats were, and I would put him in that weekly stat thing, and he always responded. And uh, Lovey Jenkins wasn't the most responsive kid, and I'd be like, "Yo, hey, what's up with Lovey? Is he is he straight from Louisville?" Because they both went to a Coe. And, uh, you know, so, man, I don't know. They're, they're only supposed to take two, but with Dex, you know, passing away so so unexpectedly and tragically, man, um, I was still told they're only taking two. They might take three, but, you know, you always want to get immediate impact, guys. And um, they're, they're out there being very selective with this wide receiver core. Uh, I think Amer uh, uh, Huggins Bruce is a guy who could come in and make an immediate impact for sure. And a couple of the other kids that I listed on the skill position board uh, that I posted today are guys that could come in and make an immediate impact. So right now they're looking for immediate impact guys. If they miss on those dudes, you know, you turn to the developmental guys. But right now they're recruiting all the receivers they're recruiting. They're thinking we'll put them on the field as freshmen or at least challenge the incumbents uh, for their spot. And is Tutu around next season or does he enter the draft? That's a good question. Um, from what I've heard, uh, Tutu is uh, number eight on the consensus list. I've said that in other chats and on the board. Um, that means that a friend of mine went to the combine last year. and uh, Not last year, but this year. It seems like a million years ago when we were allowed to go to things. But uh, he went out there, and the scout consensus was that 2-2 was like like 8 to 10 on, on the receiver list. That's like second or third round. Um, problem with 2-2 is uh, he's 165 pounds uh, wearing, you know, boots and fatigue, soaking wet with $50 in nickels in his pocket, you know, and uh, he tends to drop some balls deep when he gets hit by anybody. So, you know, he's still got to prove that he's – that he still has things to prove next year. He's got to sure up his hands and, you know, he need to eat a little bit more. But um, as it stands right now, he's got a really good shot at going to the draft next year and getting money. So if, if he returns a second or third round grade – I think he'll leave. Uh, same thing with Jayhawk. I mean, Jayhawk's 5'10", 185, but he's a 4'3", dude. How many running backs run a 4'3"? So I think that, you know, if, if, if these guys run fast enough, you know, and they, they're able to stay healthy and, and get some film, I think 2-2 and Jayhawk definitely score high enough grades to enter the draft. Card Blood, he asks, did not expect us to struggle recruiting stud running backs as we run as appealing a run offense as you can imagine. What do you think is the reason for our lack of options? Well, the defending national champs took your guy. So Louisville didn't win a national championship last year, but they were in the mix for that dude and they lost. It is what it is. And they're going to continue to recruit him. Um, you got to understand that, you know, you're talking about, you're struggling to recruit stud running backs, but you think that a kid ain't trying to go to Alabama? You think a kid ain't trying to go to Michigan? You think a kid ain't trying to go to Ohio State? You think a kid ain't trying to go to Oklahoma? Those are they're also those big programs that put running backs in the second, first, third round. They're also recruiting stud running backs, and those offenses are appealing too. So, you know, I'm not trying to talk down on Louisville's program, but welcome to the big leagues, you know. Congratulations on having your first thousand yard rusher since two thousand and ten. But uh other blue blood schools are putting out thousand rushers yard rushers every year. I mean Florida State sucked last year and Cam Akers went in the second round, right? So it's like I don't know, man, I don't maybe you should readjust your expectations a little bit because the Blue Bloods are looking for the big stud running backs, too, and they're getting them. Um, and I think that's – I don't think there's a lack of options. I just think that, you know, they're going after who they can get. And, and they're also recruiting out of their territory. You know, they went after Camaro Edmonds, and he committed to freaking North Carolina. And he's from Havelock, which is right outside of Cherry Point, Ura, 
and uh, he stayed home. And they went after some Ohio kids, and one of the kids went to one of the kids went to West Virginia. But that's because they weren't really recruiting him as heavy as they were recruiting Corey Kiner, who they pretty much had in the bag until he had a Zoom visit with LSU, and then miraculously, after Louisville led for a few months, and after four visits. Uh, to Louisville, he decided that a Zoom visit showed him, and I quote, uh, 10 times the love that I had for the things I loved at these other schools. So whatever, man. It's, it's recruiting, man. It's rough. It's a tough business. Coaches are making six figures, seven figures, and it's cutthroat. But they were in it with a big-time guy. And uh, he went to LSU, won a national championship, put a put that running back in the first round to the Kansas City Chiefs or whatever. So he won the Super Bowl. So I mean, what do you want? <laughs> uh, is Jai Ray still expected to commit this month? I'm talking about Jai Ray Williams. That's T D G Miller who joined today. T D J Miller, welcome aboard. Um, and I got good for good news for you, my brother. Yes. He is expected to commit this month to the cards. And that's going to wrap it up for the recruiting chat. Thank you so much for subscribing and helping me feed my kids and pay the bills. Um, a lot of you guys are new to the board, and you are all over the premium recruiting board, and that lets me know that you signed up because of yours truly, and I am forever grateful. And pretty soon, once we're able to get back out into public, we're going to have some public events, and um, we, we do it all over Bardstown Road. We do it out in St. Matt's. And um, once we're able to get those things rolling again, we'll invite you out to that. And we can have a meet and greet. You guys can ask me whatever you want off the record, and I can tell you the real deal. But until then, I'll see you all next week. Thanks for the questions. Keep asking them. 